This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. You're listening to Fubar Fan Club, Five Star Fan Club. You're listening to all the Fs. F stop. What's F stop? Thing on the camera, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Don't know what it does. Full stop. I don't know. F stop. If you're trying to save time, then why is it? Why? Why is F one syllable and full one syllable? Yeah. Oh, it's a mystery. So if you, everyone's got an answer for that, uh, feel free to uh, put it on a postcard. Put it on a postcard send it to and send it to Foobar Radio. Foobar Radio. You're listening in stereo. <laughs> I thought you could say we're listening instead of something else. We're listening to Ruffa. Don't change that dial, please. For the love of God, don't change that dial. Uh, you're listening to uh, Nick Helm and Nathaniel. Calves, fan club, um, and my name is Nick, and this is Nathaniel McCall. And um, first rule of fan club is uh, tell tell your friends, friends about fan club. Just tell your friends about fan club, please. please, for the love of God. That's the second rule. Tell your friends about fan, fan club. club. Just tell your friends. I mean, it feels like this is some sort of telethon that we do every year. Pick up that phone, dial your gran, get her to listen. Yeah. Oh, don't just tell them about it. Recommend it. Yeah, force them to listen to it. Force them. <laughs> force them, but on another radio or yeah. site. Don't. Yeah. Uh, can uh, Also, I think one of the problems with our uh, listening figures is that a lot of people are doubling up. Um, so can, you, can we just insist from now on that everyone listens to it on headphones? Um, that way, uh, each uh, device counts as a separate thing. What, right? I, what I don't want is five five people to be huddled around a fucking laptop, Absolutely and not. it no, just no, counts no, as no. one person. You go, that's five. That's five of the cunts, right? It's and not the blitz. It's not. It's not the blitz, guys. Everyone's got a fucking device these days, you know. Yeah. Whether it be um, an iPhone, i, or or a, or a, Goog- a Google phone, um, a, uh, An Android, a, 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 a tablet. You know, um, laptop. I've been on tablets for years. <laughs> Everyone's got a tablet, um, uh, or uh, or if you don't have a tablet, and you're, you're not everyone, then maybe you've got a lap a lap tray, lap tray, a uh, PC, a, a PC gone mad. <laughs> a, you know, basically what I'm saying is, um, uh, uh, l- listen to the show. If if you share a house or accommodation with uh, multiple people and you don't have headphones, then just like form an orderly queue. Uh, and if you're not at the front of the queue, stick your fingers in your ears. But whatever you do, uh, listen to it on your own and separately. Because basically, me and Nat and uh, and uh, and our guest on the second hour is all you will need for the next two hours of your life uh, if you've got any uh, jobs to do um, then put them off until 2pm or uh, or stick your device in your pocket put your headphones in do the washing up you do the washing up you do the washing up do the washing up while you're doing it um, but uh, I, don't, I would, would hate for you to um, uh, be distracted while you're doing the washing up and maybe miss a bit and just assume that we'd been talking about John Carpenter when we hadn't, yes. uh, because that, that that would be actually quite f- quite frustrating. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, by all means, uh, j- j- but just clear your schedule. You know, hang the phone up, 
Uh, not if you're listening to the show on it, uh, obviously, yeah. but maybe uh, uh, put it on, uh, put, put your calls on mute, send them directly to voicemail, whatever, whatever it takes. But uh, please, for the love of God. Uh, uninterrupted fan club. Uh, just, we want uninterrupted fan club. That's, that's in a nutshell, that's uh, the third rule and of that's fan all club. We're asking for. That's all we're asking for, in a nutshell. Is that so much out your day, two in hours? In a nutshell. Is that, is that, is that, it's not even out your day, it's out your week. Do you know what? It's good for you as well. It is good for you. It is good for you. It's a good deal. It's an absolutely amazing deal. You give us two hours, we'll give you the world. <laughs> a very limited, narrow, a view, limited of narrow view of the world, certainly. Uh, one Tell you about some things you probably haven't seen. Uh, or, or that you have seen, or just uh, repeating stuff that we've, we've already said. We've absorbed <laughs> off of uh, an IMDb trivia page <laughs> eight years ago, and it's kind of bubbled up in conversation. But, you know... Um, it's a, it's a, um, it's like a, um, it's like a digest. It's like, uh, it's like the, the international entertainment world's digest of films that only we're particularly interested in. Uh, so none of your marvels here. Um, I've been on a record in several places saying oh, what I think about the Marvels. If you if you want to know about the Marvels, no doubt somebody's probably uh, put together some sort of um, Buzzfeed Super column cat. of uh, of like uh, t top ten statements, controversial statements that, that uh, uh, Helm has said about uh, the, the Marvels. But um, Google that. Um, That's you can just there. Google, Google it, Google it. Right, uh, you know, um, I've, I'm living a life uh, that's going a million miles an hour, and I ain't got time to stop <laughs> and uh, uh, update you all. I give you two hours a week, <coughs> plus all the stage time I'm doing at the moment, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know the, the rest of my career. But then, uh, anything that's not in the public light is mine, and I have to draw a line there. That's where uh, the relationship ends. Um, <laughs> that's where you know, know your place. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we've got some fan mail here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, the other thing is, you know, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Nathaniel's not bothered. Okay. We don't care. We okay. don't care. But Natalie, for the love of God, this is the this is the highlight of our week. And <laughs> she comes in every Friday. She comes in every Friday just for this. And uh, just want you to know that these five stars that people seem to be uh, leaving on our doorstep, they uh, they really are. Uh, helping her moods. So I was on uh, the I was on the iTunes uh, page yesterday, and I noticed that it is officially five stars. It's five iTunes. star fan club. Yes. And what there is, there are some jokers, some uh, rabble rousers, some clowns, some clowns who have tried to give us less than five stars, right on it. But what it is, iTunes have recognised that they've acknowledged it and gone, yeah, sure, this joke has given one, this joke has given four, but they've gone, don't matter. Still five. It it's doesn't take five. off the average. The people, they've ignored it. At iTunes, they've gone, doesn't count. Even the people at iTunes listen to uh, Five Star Fan Club. And they go, they? come on, it's five stars. So What's you might say this, but the algorithm doesn't make it go a bit less. doesn't no. make it 4.9. No, no, these clowns with their ironic reviews saying that it's uh, two stars. I mean, <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks, thanks for the laughs, but we know what we are. iTunes office. We know what we it's are. It's Friday. We've got our donuts in. We're going to go home early at iTunes. But 
these guys giving us a bit of a laugh on a Friday, but we're not taking it seriously. Not taking it seriously. It's so fine. don't even bother trying to give us less than five, because not even iTunes will believe. We don't care, is the thing. But whenever Natalie sees a one or a two or a three or even a four, I mean, uh, it sends her to tears. So uh, for, for, not for me, not for Nat, but for the love of God, Nat. Five stars. Thanks. I think uh, it's always a bit of a shame to uh, start the show off with a lecture, but um, it is Friday. But maybe, maybe what we can say now is uh, the weekend starts here, eight minutes after twelve. Uh, we'll have a do-over. <laughs> Nick Helm and Nathaniel the Hun Metcalf on Subar Radio. But seriously, five stars. Five stars. Uh, what was that? Being, uh, what was that? What was that? Nick Helm and Nathaniel the Hun Metcalf on Subar Radio. Nathaniel the Hun Metcalf? Nathaniel the Hun. Oh, the Hun. Okay. It sounds like there's a, it's not quite... You haven't quite nailed it. Nick Helm and Nathaniel the Hun. It sounds like Nathaniel the Hun. Like, it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's, I, didn't, I didn't hear it's it. It's like Nathaniel Haniel. I like thought it was a mistake. Nathaniel... Nathaniel... Like John Nathaniel Van Damme. Na, it's like Nathan... Na, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Nathan... Um, yeah, I don't like it, and uh, well, I shan't be playing it again. Uh, not on my radio show. Feel free to play it on all your others, but uh, it will be confusing for it the listeners. It'd be good. It'd be good uh, on that. Jerry Page, Jerry Page uh, ev ever, ever the supportive uh, rock in an otherwise unsupportive <laughs> world. Um, I've just wrapped my radio wire around my finger and a biro, and I just thought, you know... If ever, if ever I broke my <laughs> finger, that would actually make it quite a good splint. So uh, remind me, remi remind me if it ever happens that Nick, don't worry, there is a solution. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, should we do some fan mail? Yeah, I don't well. normally, I normally, we normally do it the second half of the first hour. Free wheeling, isn't it? I mean, we do have a format. It's weird. Uh, to the untrained eye. John Robbins, uh, it does appear like it's just absolute chaos, but in actual fact, there is a format. Um, I won't let it lie. It does, <laughs> it does stick in my craw when people uh, come along and uh, imply that we're anything less than uh, professional. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I just fell off my uh, seat. <coughs> I just want to reiterate, just for an accident has nothing to do with professionalism. Unless it's an on-air faux pas, and then that should have been sanctioned. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, what have you been a fan of this week? What have I been a fan of? I don't know if I've been a fan. I'll tell you what I did watch. I watched a good Jallo last night. Oh, did you watch that Jallo? Yeah, Double Face. Did you mention it last week? I mentioned it in the future. You mentioned it in the future. Yeah. We're in, you're, uh, sorry listeners, uh, you're in a very real uh, dilemma of the fact that we did a pre-record yesterday. Um... And we basically split a week. Uh, I'm buried nuts deep in uh, <laughs> made eye contact with Nat. <laughs> I'm, buried, uh, I'm buried nuts deep in previews at the moment. Uh, we're through the looking glass, people. and um, We're also in a time slip. Because what's happening now is has already happened. Some of what you've... It's it's um it's like a like a memento type film. It's like a Quentin Tarantino film. If you listen to fan club at the minute, so you'll get by the, by the end of August, you'll get all the you'll have all of the the material that's happened, but some of this has already happened in the past. This is live happening now, but we'll make reference to things in the future. It'll make sense. It'll make sense in September. I haven't got a lot of time to be watching uh, uh, films. 
and uh, pieces of entertainment. Uh, I'm just concentrating on generating my own uh, entertainment and uh, that, uh, not just for myself, but for, uh, you know, uh, festival crowds. And um, we did a pre-record yesterday, and so what little I had to talk about uh, has been spread ever so thinly, <laughs> like the last dregs of some flora margarine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I haven't eaten. Just was thinking about margarine. Um, Do you like margarine? Yeah? Do I? What have I been a fan of this week? Margarine? Hmm. If I was to eat a margarine, mm. I'd probably need to uh, you know, dilute it down with some bread. I wouldn't uh, just... Yeah. Not, not straight up. No, I w no, but imagine that, though. On a hot day, getting it straight out of the freezer with a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> And on then a cone. Dri on a cone, drizzled with what's that raspberry sauce? No, blood. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? A cone? No, wood chippings. <laughs> uh, what's that? A fleck? Anyway, so yeah, you, know, you, <laughs> you can imagine the summer of fun. Um, summer of love. So, uh, what have you been a fan of this week? Uh, well you I saw this Jello. So this Jello, double face. That's very good. Who's in it? It's got Klaus Kinski in it. Okay. Is he still alive? No, he died in 1991. Oh, oh brilliant. Oh. <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope your trip to the doctors about your, <laughs> your uh, uh, onset early Alzheimer's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that works out. I hope that works I'm out I'm glad we planted it, we seeded <laughs> it early, and it'll, uh, um, it'll be all right. I also saw, actually this week, I saw Men in Black International. Fuck me. Um, do you know what, though? I saw the original Men in Black film maybe twice, two or three times at the cinema, and then it came out on VHS, and we just watched it. And like, not, It was weird. It's just sort of like um, it was multi-school. It, it was like multi-years, like, uh, all the years. And, and when you did something like drama at school, all of the years would get involved and stuff, and it would be a case of like your painting set for like a school production or something, and someone would bring in a, a video of Men in Black, and they'd show that in the thing. And so everyone at school watched Men in Black. It wasn't necessarily your choice. That and Independence Day. Mm -hmm. That people, you know, you were bombarded with it. Um, so Men in Black got very overplayed. And that music video when he's dancing with the CGI alien, mm. and then you go, um, like, that's like movie quality. And then mm. you watch it again now, and you go, the CGI alien was very far <laughs> from being movie quality. But um, so I watched the, the original Men in Black loads. Uh, and I'm not saying I really love it, but I did watch it loads, and uh, I'd never seen the sequels. I, I was going to say, I didn't. I think Men in Black is a film sort of cinema, was never into it. Mm. Never liked it. I saw what it was trying to do. I think Men in Black is an attempt to do like a Ghostbusters. That and what was that film? Evolution was like an Evolution. attempt to re yeah, trying to do that kind of. Can we do another I Ghostbusters? Think was, I think it was Evolution. Night. Evolution was a club night. Happy Hardcore. <laughs> Evolution. I think the E stood for uh, excellent fun. Yeah, makes sense. Dancing and that. Yes. Um, yeah, right. So Evolution. But the thing about Evolution was it was... Um, I watched it again recently. Did you? It's really not very good. No. Uh, I watched it. So Ev Evolution was Ivan Reitman, and it's got a cameo from uh, Dan Aykroyd, and it is very much going... But it stars um, David Duchovny. David Duchovny. 
Hackney, mm. um, Julian Moore as a, um, a, a clumsy, uh, accident-prone scientist. She's always falling over. Um, I always want to call him Osmosis Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. Orlando yeah, yeah. Jones. Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones uh, was in it. Uh, God, he was he was almost someone for he a was, minute, wasn't he? Yeah, he was almost like a um, yeah. big star. I don't really know. And Sean William Scott was in it. And um, uh, yeah, it's a weird. It's th- it's so it's so kind of like far off. It's not particularly funny, and it's not as charming, and uh, and the special effects aren't very good. And it just sort of don't, doesn't seem to me. It's almost like they had a script, and then they tried to shoehorn it into being kind of like a Ghostbusters thing. But it's so far away from being anything like Ghostbusters. Mm. But its ambitions were ghost. That's what it feels like. It's like, can you do as a Ghostbusters? No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's why they got Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd involved. Mm. It's kind of like, yeah, we're going to do like this is this is kind of like a very this is like a nineties Ghostbusters with um, Men in Black. I always just felt like uh, I know what the I think it's sort of like the same with how I felt about the Matrix as well, which is um, the world that they're kind of like they're they're there's a secret thing that's happening. There's a secret and also Dark City. Mm, right, where I just feel like that the actual world that you create has got to be real in the first place. Like the Matrix was kind of like everything was like shot in greens and stuff, and you go, yeah, that's great. It looks really like a, it's really stylized. And John Wick maybe as well, where everything's like really the first one. I, I wasn't a fan of the first John Wick. I fucking loved the second John Wick, and I haven't seen the third John Wick yet. But with um. Uh, but with the Matrix, everything was, and you go, well, I know it's not the real world. So that when he realizes that it's not the real world, it's not like a big shock. And I think with Men in Black, everything was so cartoony, and the car that like turns into like this, it, it doesn't seem to have any um, sort of like uh, realistic method to it. Mm. Yeah, you know, one of the things that really annoyed me about the Iron Iron Man Iron Man's uh, suit in the later ones was that they just go nanobots and you go well th- and they do it with all of their helmets where it's just kind of like we well, got to see the actor's face but you can't just have them carrying a helmet around so they just have like these things that um that like, flip up like a like a uh, like a fan mm. and they sort of like just fold in on themselves to the point where they just disappear and you go well there's got to be some sort of physical thing where they're actually yeah. contained within even yes. if you're going to do that and there was things like that I'd say that were in this new Men in Black film that I was like oh, that's, it doesn't actually physically make sense I see what the joke is but that doesn't make physical sense in the world you're creating yeah and there's lots of bits like that and it, again it's sort of like they are little things but they do bother you and it feels like if it was a bit more uh, what's the word if it was a bit more like ta-da and there's a lot more going on you wouldn't think about it mm. but it, because that's all that's on screen that's all you, that's in front of you you just go okay so how does that actually work physically so it is a, it's a sequel it's a sequel because Emma Thompson was you were saying was in the third, third one, one and now she's not in the she's in this one as well yeah right so that she's the kind of um, and it's basically set in the the UK branch of Men in Black mm. and Tessa Thompson sort of discovers the men in black and finds Emma Thompson and Emma Thompson recruits her and sends her to the UK branch of the men in black so then it's all set in London yeah it's to get Tess Thompson and Chris Hemsworth back together again after Thor isn't it mm. and like, this will be good 
um, yeah, uh, I auditioned for it. At Men in Black? Yeah. To play what part? Tessa Thompson. Did you get it? Yeah. Ah, you're, you're very good at that. Thank you very much. Uh, no, I was. <coughs> I auditioned to be a uh, alien uh, on a computer. Like I was like an IT consultant. That's actually like a blue blob. God, I think I cut that character. <laughs> I mean, it was such a bad audition. I basically had an absolute meltdown. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they passed it forward. Um, I'm just, inc I'm incredibly bad at auditions. Um, but that was a real bad one. That was a low, <laughs> that was a, that was a low point. I wouldn't say haunted by it, but... Um, You'll never watch the film. Um, no, I will watch the film. But I also think that it's one of those things where you go... Um, uh, oh, I did it. And it doesn't feel like I auditioned that long ago. And now the film's out. But the film, you know, uh, all of these behind-the-scenes things have come out about the film. And it's had a really troubled production. Oh, has it? Oh, did you not know? No. Oh, it's had an absolutely excruciating production. Originally, it was meant to be a film about um, allowing... It was meant to be, like, had a political thing. It was about allowing aliens into the country and... Um, like an immigration. Uh, uh, yeah, type. it's like it, it was basically a parable on uh, immigration issues and they basically discuss it all. And the film was kind of like a, a socio-political kind of commentary whilst also being kind of like this knockabout adventure film. And then the, but the producer and the director didn't get on. The producer had final cut on the film and the producer uh, basically was doing daily rewrites without the director's consent and he'd turn up every day and go, "This is the new, these are new pages. And all the actors were just like, this isn't the film that we signed on for. And he goes, these are the new pages. And so then the actors each hired their own um, uh, dialogue writers okay. to punch up their own dialogue. But not each other's. For every scene. So Chris <laughs> Hemsworth had a writer and Tess Thompson had a writer. Uh, Tim Story was kind of like, uh, what's, what's, what's the director called? Uh, F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray. Um, who did... He did one of the Fast and Furiouses, and he was about... He's been around for a long time. See, I thought he was uh, the guy that did uh, the Fantastic Four movies, but that's Tim Story. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so he's, so he's an action director. Mm. Right, rather than a comedy director. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, he was getting kind of like... Uh, locked out of all of the decisions that were being made and the producer was coming in and giving them like new pages every day and then uh, eventually what they did was they said well you're allowed to we'll, we'll make a director's cut and a producer's cut and then we'll decide which one's the best but the producer had final cut so he just picked his and then it came out and everyone's like and so it's so far removed from what everyone signed on to do um, and um, the, I don't know I mean it's quite controversial at the moment, because people are saying that's not how you go about doing business. But also, Sony have released all of this behind-the-scenes bitching and squabbling and stuff, and it's kind of like, well, that's not how you run a company either. You don't, like, just release that and tell everyone. I've managed to miss all this stuff. It's a bit like when the Ghostbusters film came out, I think, and there was... A, but that's the um, same company, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Sony again, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think part of it was... I think it all stems... A lot of it stems back to the Sony leaks. But... Um, I didn't know. It's a, oh no, go, go on. on. I was about to say it's a. I think it's a really interesting film because I looked it up afterwards to see like what's the budget on that because it felt 
really mid budget and it was huge was it and and it was it was like 90 to 110 which i guess is isn't that's about mid level now yeah ridiculously and it does feel like but it does it feels like when you're watching it it's like that looks like a cut corner and there's a bit where they go to the um men in black um sort of uk offices and she arrives they go underground and they arrive on like this underground train but it is a tube that they've filmed in like one of the uh, uh jubilee line canary wharf or one of them sort right. of modern looking stations and he can see it is you're looking at it and going they haven't taken the things off like the um the escalators that have like don't slide down and all that right, yeah. and you've got all that kind of stuff where you think do even if the they signs, filmed it there, do the signs say don't slide down or whatever it says you know those like uh, i don't think they do say don't slide down but i think that's what they're there for aren't they sure maybe but they always take them off in bond films and stuff yeah. so that he slides down it was yeah. always a dream of mine to slide down them, but I don't think the actual signs say don't slide down. Oh, but like, you know, but it's, it feels like they haven't done enough to well, remove I just think that the next idea. time you're on the underground, just I will have a look. open your eyes. I'll mate. let you know next week. Um, um, but it has that kind of, and you're watching it, well, you know, it's that's like the, weird. Didn't they film bits of Rogue One in Canary Wharf? Yeah, tube and it's station. the same. It's the same. I think it'll be the same stop. But in, in Rogue One, they've covered it up by putting <coughs> loads of like CGI around it and yeah. hung things up so you can't tell it's... But what I would imagine is there was so much footage filmed and then there's been a lot that's been cut. And um, so then there'd be like special... I guess they wouldn't know exactly which special, which scenes were going to be in the final film. And you know, so that they would have been spread thin across the entire thing. Do you know those twins that are in Terminator 2 and um, Yeah, the Gremlins ginger guys. Yeah. So are they in it? No, but they've got these other twins in it, which they first like pass off as being two characters, and then while you're watching it, you're going, "It isn't. You've just hired twins," and you can tell like. What do you mean the same character like, twice? Like, um, it's like yeah. So in the film, it's like you know you've got a guy appears and then another one appears, and you think, "Oh, CGI. They've CGI'd the same." But then you go, "No, they have just hired twins." So it's that sort of what you'd think now you'd use the same kind of actor to play yeah. multiple parts. It's like. Those twins in Terminator and Gremlins, yeah. I mean, uh, Gremlins 2, sorry, the new batch. The new batch. Um, those twins in Gremlins 2, the new batch, they they were identical, though. Yeah. Like, so when they do that special effect, uh, Linda Hamilton had an identical twin. So when they did the scene in Terminator 2 when uh, the T-1000 pops up as Linda, uh, as Sarah Connor, yeah. that was Sarah Connor's I identical no twin. Idea. Did you not know that? No. So, um, so any scene, and also the scene where... Uh, uh, Sarah Connor is watching herself play with the kid in her vision of the fi that's that's Linda Hamilton and Linda Hamilton's identical twin oh that's nice so it's not a special effect it's kind of like they did it all in camera um, just feels like the way you would do but you didn't things know now. that no and when I watched uh, the social network oh yeah yeah you know there was always something weird about those shots yes uh, what's the guy called? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. There's always something weird about those shots, but I didn't know that they weren't twins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was something that was really um, technical about the scene when they're rowing. There's a way that the camera moves. The camera moves, but it feels like a very control. It doesn't feel like a natural camera movement. It feels like something. And I was kind of like, wonder why these scenes feel so technical. And it's because, oh yeah, they're not twins. You wouldn't. You'd just assume that you'd hire twins. Mm. Because I'd never heard of Army Hammer before then. Yeah, exactly. But um, he was already touted to be Batman, wasn't he? Uh, for the yeah, for the Justice League yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so I didn't know. So that is a, that is interesting. 
Yeah, just and there's lots, lots of things like that where you're watching it and going, this feels like you've made shortcuts. Like it doesn't feel like you've, like you you have not invested a lot in this film. It feels like there's a, even though you'd think of it as a big summer movie, it has like elements to it. While you're watching it, going, this feels not that it's not that it's cheap by any means, but it just feels like most modern blockbusters of the era look like there's a bit more money spent on them. Yeah, and nothing's really disguised from what it is. And it's that sort of you're walking around like, you know, they're walking around streets in London and they're outside like a Greg's and a, and like a, a betting shop or William Hill or something. And yeah. you're like, I just think you wouldn't like it just feels like you don't see stuff like this. Well, on. isn't that because well, I would say, although it's called Men in Black International, it is for an American audience primarily. Yeah. Right. So Greg's is kind of like very uh, exotic. <laughs> to an American audience. Well, they just wouldn't know what it was, I guess. But also, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like what I'm saying is they filmed it in the real world. Mm. I think, for me, I love London so much. Mm. I think one of the things I would enjoy about Men in Black International is watching all of like the London locations. Sure. I mean, I get a big thrill when I go. Oh, um, I remember um, there's a film called Carve Her Name with Pride. Um, oh, yeah, I know. Uh, and that's filmed at, on the street uh, where my ex-girlfriend uh, lived, and you oh, can yeah. see her house in it. And you know, yeah, yeah. I've watched that so many times, thinking, "Is she in?" <laughs> uh, but then I remember that the film was made in the sixties, and so she wasn't not only in, but wasn't born. born. Well, she was just about born, actually. <laughs> uh, no, she wasn't born. Well, funny enough, uh, the that film I watched yesterday, The Jallo, Double Face, yeah. has a scene that's shot in the Jon Snow pub in Soho. Right. And you go, ah. Oh. Right. So you just have little things like when that. When was it made? 69. Oh, really? Uh, Brian Adams' favourite year. Uh, <laughs> the thing about... Um, the thing about... Uh, Frenzy as well. Frenzy yes, is yes. filmed in Covent Garden, isn't it? Yeah. And you're watching Frenzy and you're trying to like work out what the geography yeah, of the yeah, place yeah. is. It does Probably make sense in it, actually. Right? Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, d I love, I love seeing like real. Yeah. Uh, in my, I, I uh, have, uh, I've just moved. I haven't just moved. I moved a few, couple of months ago. But there's a, there's a flat. Uh, I'm in a building that was converted from post offices, and there's like pictures of the old building there. And you like look at it and you go, oh yeah, it kind of does make sense geographically. It's good. Men in Black th Four mm. started off as uh, Twenty Three Jump Street. Did it really? So Jonah Hill, they didn't know what to do with the Men in Black franchise, and uh, they didn't know what to do with the Twenty One Jump Street franchise. So Jonah Hill basically had an idea where he went, what if we did uh, MIB Twenty Three? Um, oh, I think I heard about that. Maybe you've told me about <coughs> this. No, I don't think so. And uh, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum would basically be recruited for the Men in Black, and then they would take over the franchise. And it would be a way of kind of like, and so it started off as that, that, and uh, as kind of like renewed interest. That's how the renewed interest in Men in Black came, and then eventually they said, "We'll just do a straight sequel." And then they basically said that um, they're going to move on without Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, Smith and Jones. See, yeah, clever. They should have got Black and Decker to write and direct it. Yeah, and it would have been really shit. And then got Mel Smith and Griffey Jones in it as well. Mel and Kim, Mel, Mel and Smith Kim. and Kim uh, Wilde. Kim Wilde. Um, <laughs> and then Mel and Kim. And then from Mel and Kim. One of them died. One of them died. Yeah. 
Mellow Kim. And, and with Mel and Kim. Yes, of course. And, and Smith and Jones, of course, one of them's dead. Mel is dead. Is Mel dead in both scenarios? Mel Smith and Mel from Mel and Kim? So it's just Kim and Kim. That's spooky, isn't it? That's one for David Duchovny, if ever I heard one. Duchovny. Duchovny. Is it Duchovny? No, I, I always call him David Duchovny because, uh, because there was an advert for the X-Files before the X-Files started on BBC and the, the announcer said, Stanley, David Duchovny and Chicken the X-Files. And I was stuck in my head afterwards that I was like going, ah, oh, Duchovny. I watch a lot of YouTube, uh, have it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff, and uh, basically a lot of YouTubers just make up pronunciations of words, or pronunciations, depending on your <laughs> pronunciation. I thought, it's titular, right? The titular character. Yeah, titular. And they're saying the titular character, and you go, it's not the titular character. That's no. an example of someone that is uh, speaking out loud, reading off a script that either they haven't written, or using words that they've never spoken out loud. Yeah, before. but I think that happened. I think there's some words that I no, I've but now I just think that we're in a we're in a, a world where it's just like so. I say it's titular. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And yes. it's like, well, it's not. That's wrong, and it doesn't, doesn't matter. Don't be such a grammar n nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're nazi. Such a nazi. <laughs> grammar nazi. <laughs> it's like, well, there's got to be some standards, right? Yes. Who's who's watching the Watchmen? Yeah, exactly. Have you seen the p the post the the the, f the image of uh, Rorschach from the new Watchmen TV series? I saw an ad for it. Like seen like some footage. From he's got it. eyes. He's got Does eye he? holes. He's th they've given him a mask and they've given him eye holes. And I guess they're just like going, well, we don't want it to be exactly like the movie. That no, it came looks out. like it looks like they've moved away from it to the point where it's like, What's why didn't point? you just do a new story? Why then? Didn't you just do it? because it's Watchmen and you know, people will watch it. Yeah, yeah. Who watches the Watchmen? Some people. That's why they've done it. Yeah, uh, uh, progressively less and less episode by episode. <laughs> uh, it, it feels like uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen was so like religiously dedicated to doing the Watchmen justice. Yeah, that you know, any time that he veered, I think he he encapsulated the story, and he made like a, a more cinematically friendly ending. Um, but he didn't. Uh, but it's sort of like soulless. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's sort of you watching, you go, okay. But then you go, what? What was? The, what's the point of it then? What's yeah, the? Because it's exactly, it's almost yeah. exactly the same in places. Cause I had just read the book, and then I think I finished the book on the morning of going and seeing it in the afternoon. I had a a gig to do about Watchmen. It was a Watchmen gig to celebrate the film coming out, and I hadn't. Yeah, I read it and then I watched it and I came out and did a set. A set. Um, so. So I, it was really fresh when I saw it. It was so exactly similar, but then it didn't seem to have like, you know, like the soul to it. And um, uh, you go, okay. But I'm, I'm, was, I'm not like a huge fan of any, of either of it. I just mm. thought like, yeah, yeah, right, right, great. I didn't imagine at the time in the 80s, it was like, well, I don't imagine. Historically, it's been recorded as being <laughs> one of the defining uh, graphic novels of the 80s. Um, uh, of all time. Uh, but uh, but it's so sort of like religiously stuck to the text, and then any any time he veered off it, it was like out out outrage. Mm. But they've already done that. So with this, it's like, what else can they do other than they can't readapt it? Only try and do it even more accurately. So they've just gone. Well, we'll do the other way. But with the Rorschach um, mask, like they nailed it exactly right in the film. Mm. 
like from the comic book. And the idea is it changes and it's different patterns. So the pattern, but they've but what they've got is they've done like a you know he's got a white sock over his head and they've done like the ink patterns that keep changing over his face. But they've given him little eye holes where he can you can see his eyes. I just thought that's a bit not for me. Not for me. Going to play a song now. We're at twelve uh, thirty-five. You're listening to Nick. Well, if it's a podcast, doesn't matter. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. We're back, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> A, I like it when someone says that, but you like you lost a bit of confidence in it. I you did. can't say it. You can't say it without saying it really like hard. No. You got to go hard or go home with that. Yeah, sure, but um, uh, yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> Imagine if I went home. What would you? That's do? weird. I've just gone hard. Um. <laughs> wow, You're, you've heard it here first, guys. It's five star fan club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right, so we're going to do some uh, fan mail. Fan mail. Oh, well, press the wrong one again. I'm going to turn down the volume a bit. There we go. Turn the volume down. I am. Way ahead of you. Oh, it's Mel Appleby from Mel and Kim. And uh, Mel Smith from Mel and Kim. R.I.P. Hello, heroes. Just so told me story. I can't talk today. <laughs> Hello, heroes. Hello, heroes. I'm John Hurt. Hello, heroes. Just saw Toy Story 4, and the series is still going strong as this chapter didn't disappoint. What is your fave series? There was just four movies. This week, I have also been a fan of Start of a Ten and Heart Beats Loud. Bye, Frank. I don't know what Heartbeats Loud is, you know. I don't know what Heartbeats Loud is. Uh, I know. Let's... Google the cunt. There you Let's go. Google the cunt. Found it. Google the cunt. Let's go. Uh, uh, I have seen, Button Frank, 20. It's a film on Netflix with Nick Offerman. Uh, it's a film on Netflix with Nick Offerman. Uh, oh, Heartbeats Loud, that's great. Do you, do, uh, I'm not sure about how I feel about Nick Offerman. I've not, re- I've not seen uh, much um, Parks and Rec. What I've seen of it, I enjoyed. Yeah, sure. But like, I've, um, it's not, it's not, like, I haven't I, gone back to it. I was, I but I, uh, the format of uh, doing kind of documentary TV series, sitcom comedies, had sort of like, um, yeah. I'd, I'd got bored of it by that point. Mm. Like, everyone was doing it. And you go, okay, yeah, sure. So, um, so, I've not really. I think I saw a couple of episodes of Hot, uh, Parks and Rec on the plane. It's great. I haven't, yeah, got, I haven't me too. got a problem with anything. Me too. Right. That's my thing of it. My only real knowledge of Nick Offerman is from uh, uh, what was the name of the fucking Michael Keaton McDonald's movie? Michael Keaton. Oh, um, the uh, the founder. The founder. So I saw that, and I really wanted to like that film, but I found it just an absolute smug fest. Um, I, just I haven't seen it. I'm always tempted to give it a go. I thought the whole thing was just it, everyone was very sort of like satisfied with their work in it, mm. and I found. I mean, you get that, and sometimes on some low-budget indie movies. Well, me and me and Natalie were saying yesterday about 
or in the future we're talking in the future about um can you ever forgive me the right. richly grant film and it's just like such a smug piece of work right, but, yeah. but people love it but it's such a kind of i found it so like pleased with itself yeah like, i find yeah that's a lot and uh, do you know what might be okay no it can't be that can't be that i think you probably i'm probably talking absolute bollocks but mm, i think maybe on lower budget things like that they maybe allow some room for rehearsal mm. so that um they know what they're doing on set yeah, so there's more of a theatrical. So, so it's a bit more theatrical, and maybe there's. A, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know because it's very rare. Well, well I do mainly TV acting, and uh, any film stuff I've done has been so low budget. It's literally just like uh, do, it. do it now. We've, we're running out of daylight, and with TV, the TV is never much budget on TV, so it's always very kind of. So I've never been in an experience where. Um, I did one thing, I can't remember what it was, I did one thing recently where we had rehearsals and it was, maybe it was reluctant and odd, but um, but it is really rare. But there's, it always feels like there's, sort of like on low budget stuff, on indie movies, there always feels like there's kind of like this, um, uh, not always, I don't know what I'm talking about, but on this one specifically, it felt like there was a very rehearsed kind of like um, way that they performed where everything, hmm. and I think, a lot of the time when you're acting opposite someone when they act it's the first time you've seen their performance and it's kind of like you go oh you're going to do it like that are you but with that it felt a little bit too sort of like slick slick, and it translates a little bit as smug but yeah um, and I think it's actually uh, a really interesting film The Founder but um, yeah I, uh, like I said, I saw it on a plane. It's not in the best conditions, but it got me got me to where I was going. Um, so, uh, what, are coffer, what are films that have only got four in the series? Try, well, that's it. I'm trying to think of some that it's quite an odd... Indiana uh, Jones? Um, Men in Black. I don't know if they'll do another one. <laughs> when, what, how, why are we talking about this? So often they are. So he's just seen Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story uh, I've seen Toy Story 3. Have you seen it? Um, have I seen Toy Story 4? Four? 4, sorry. Um, no. Do you enjoy the franchise? Yeah. I th well, do you know what? I loved the first Toy Story, and the second Toy Story, I just think, um, oh, it just destroyed me. Mm. I think it's incredible. Third Toy Story, I felt... And it's not like... Um, and maybe I was a bit fragile the day I saw it, but I felt like uh, it was sort of gratuitously pushed it all in that direction. I wonder that, right? I think there's a point in this where I thought it was it was really tapping into something that I was a bit like, oh god, this is gonna really, and it didn't do it. And I went, oh, that's interesting. It feels like the it's like they've deliberately not pushed buttons, right? Although it does a little, like it's trying to. It's quite an unusual movie that makes me want to watch the others again because it feels like, to me, it felt different from my memory of it. I haven't seen the third one since it came out. Yeah, me but either. in this, um, we were like I saw it with former fan club guest Taylor Campbell, and we were in bits at the end of it. We had to stay behind and sort well, of compose one. third one, like um, had to kind of compose ourselves before we left. And uh, but the um, this one, well, it makes Woody the protagonist of all the films, and all the other characters feel like supporting characters. And in my head, it's like I think of those films as being a real ensemble. But like we were saying last week about 
the um, so this film makes Woody the protagonist by by far. <coughs> like he's 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 the main character by a long way. I think some of it is that they're downplaying Tim Allen. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And we're saying how it's it's odd that they've got this sort of you know t- Tom Hanks is still a huge star and Tim Allen now is uh, he's he's only but got he's incredibly he's incredibly right wing. And or he's right. Maybe he's not incredibly right wing. He's just right wing, mm. and you're not allowed to be right wing. Uh, but like, the, but in, uh, you're not allowed to be right wing in Hollywood. Buzz so Lightyear is is sidelined to the point where he might as well just be. And like, he's like, um, you know, he's like Rex or one of those characters. It's like that almost. I felt like that about him in the third film. I and felt I like wondered that. I wondered if you watch him again, that that is what happens. Well, I, Buzz is my favourite character out of the Toy Story. Well, no. Buzz and Woody together mm. as a double act. They're great. And I like the idea that in the first film, what they're trying to save Woody, and in the second film, no, in the second film, they're trying to save Woody. Well, that's it. Cause in the first film, I felt like that, that it was a reversal in the second film. But in the third film, they're basically like, well, we don't know. Well, Buzz is going to get recalled so that he's on a like, uh, Spanish language setting. Um, and you get, is that what you're going to do with him? And he's like, if in my memory, he's like that for over half the film. Right. And it's kind of like, so you really didn't have any... I felt like Toy Story 3 was a belated third entry to a franchise that didn't really need it, but finally going to make it. And people swear by Toy Story 3. But I just I felt it. like... I really want to see them all again, is how the fourth one made me feel. Right. I didn't love the third one. and then, uh, But what I feel about it was I felt like... Uh, I felt that the second one was so emotional. Mm. I was on. I talked about it on Brett Goldstein's um, uh, "Fills to Be Buried With," um, which is a podcast. Give it five stars. Um, but I was. I talked about it then, and uh, I went to sit with my mum when I was at university, and um, there's the song Jesse's song. Jesse's song, and. Um, Absolutely destroyed me. Can we get Jesse's song? Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I, I found it, uh, and because uh, I went to see it with my mum, I was at university at the time, so I just sort of like left home. And I, I think what the films were really good at is they kind of like transpose the toys into real life mm. uh, scenarios, and I felt like, um, uh, I felt like I, I was growing up. And I was beginning to let go of my parents the way I uh, needed them as a child. Mm. And our relationship was changing and uh, evolving. And that Jesse song just absolutely destroyed me. And I was just like, especially because I was sad with my mum at the time. It was just like, oh, God, no, I still love you. I still need you. Um, it was like, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was really, it was tra- but it's just the right level of traumatic where it makes mm. you reevaluate things and think about things. And it's like, re- it's there. I don't even think it's there if you want it. I think it's quite heavy handed, yeah, yeah. but it's like, it, but it's there. And it's a kid's film. I think when you go and see Toy Story 3 and they make you confront your own mortality, <laughs> it's kind of like, do you know what? I was in a bit of a fragile state at the time, as I always am, I suppose. But like, I don't know when I'm ever going to be all right to sit down and watch Toy Story 3 again. Do you know, I again. had that with... Um, it's a funny, because a film I really disliked that I know is lots of people's favourite film is... Um, what's it called? Uh, the Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet... 
Oh, inter- inter- Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. And I saw, but I saw that when I was in a really terrible mood. And I watched it and I was so miserable at the end of it that I, it's almost like, uh, I, I feel like that's a film I should probably revisit. So sure. I know so many people who that's their favorite film. And I was yeah. like, God, it's so horribly cynical and horrible. And everyone goes, no, it's not. It's it's like, I found it so like... Yeah, but I felt like that about the first Kill Bill as well. Mm. I was kind of like, you know, there's a scene, I mean, there's a scene in the hospital where a guy is using Vaseline so that he can have sex with unconscious coma yes, victims. Yeah. And I was just like going, fuck you, film. <laughs> I, d- I, I could have lived my whole life without having that in my life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just kind of like... I, I, I don't think that it's Pixar's responsibility to force me to have an existential crisis. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's what. Do you it's think it was partly they've got a topic that was never yeah, like, God, we've got a, that was such a big thing in the last movie. We've really got to I think do it, something. It's absolutely that. It's just like God. We everyone thinks that we're pretty good at dealing with uh, emotions. So uh, what are we going to do this time? Well, we've done that. We've done that. No, let's make everyone uh, depressed about the fact that they're definitely going to die. Um, <laughs> And um, I just, and yeah, I just, uh, so so there is that, but then I also felt like there wasn't really enough story and they didn't know what to do with Buzz and it's kind of like, well, don't, what's the point? I see them as a double act. Mm. And then this fourth one. This has got some really great stuff in it, the fourth one, and I mm. really enjoyed watching it. That's not, I just want to say, that's not to say that I don't like the third film. Yes, yeah. But that is to say that people were like saying, this is the best one yet. And I was mm. just like, you're kidding, right? The second one is... Like they're all good, like the first one's brilliant uh, for a film that starts yeah. off. Not even for a film, it's just brilliant. If it was a standalone film, I'd still love Toy Story. Mm. Toy Story Two is like twice as good as the first one, and mm. it's incredible. And the third one is kind of like, oh, it's nice to see the characters again, but I don't think it tops the second film. Yeah. And I understand the third one as a story arc makes a lot of sense because it has that because um, it is when you sort of have the. The sort of finale of Andy being too old of them is 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 quite a nice sort of ending for a thing. Yeah, but I also I also feel like if they if they were planning it as a trilogy in the first place, they would have made it a lot sooner. There was like a ten mm. year gap between Toy Story. And this one is the idea that it's like no, no, the story is about Woody, and you go, no, I don't think it is. I don't think that's what the films are about. He was definitely your gateway yeah, into yeah, yeah. that world. And this is and like. I would say that it, 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 him and Buzz were the leads. Yes, yeah, absolutely. With a supporting ca- cast. You know, well, now I'd say Buzz like, is, is a supporting character now. Like uh, like uh, Ted Danson and uh, Shelley Long in Cheers. Yes. And then you've got like a surrounding group where it wouldn't be Cheers without Norm. And John Ratzenberg is in both. Is, is he in this one? Yeah, he's in this one. Oh, I love it. But there's like, it's, it's that. It sort of feels like it's a very good. And the new characters they introduce, which is interesting. So you've got Keanu Reeves in it. Brilliant. It, who is brilliant in it, and you've got Key and Peele, who are sort of like the comic relief kind of character in it. Yeah. They're very good, and you've got um, who is it? Who's uh, um, you've got a new character who's played by? I did look it up. Can't remember, but like they have, like Keanu Reeves and this other new character have a story arc in a way that Buzz Lightyear doesn't. And you go, so they're bigger characters in it. These new characters are made bigger than the old characters. They do that with franchises. I mean, hmm, they They've do. sidelined the old ones, but including, like, I think most of them are supporting characters, but I think Buzz Lightyear is, it's Buzz and Woody. It's not, like, and the others. No. It's not... He's it's not one of the... No, it's their, it's their story. But maybe they just felt like they, they've come to the end of all of that. 
if it is just perpetually about Buzz and Woody, how many times can you have Buzz Lightyear thinking that he's a real space ranger? And do you know mm. what I mean? It's kind of like, and their power control, their power uh, struggle is kind of like over and dealt yeah. with. So, but I guess that things like when you look at like Buddy, like a lethal weapon or something, anything that's got like a, a dual, like you've got two characters who are the franchise. You don't. I suppose by the end of Lethal Weapon, you've sort of introduced all these other characters, haven't you? It's always about Biggs and Murtaugh, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that that is actually the way a way to look at it. Or the, the I mean, that's in my head what their relationship was and what the franchise sort of is. Mm. But they do that with franchises, and they even do it with sort of like so in like Red Dwarf. It was always about uh, Lister and Rimmer and right. their conflict, and then it became increasingly more and more about Lister. And then Rimmer just became sort of like this character that was really unsympathetic and kind of like just the butt of all of their jokes. And he was always a little bit that, but it was also about kind of like this back and forth. Like there's no like, it's no coincidence that a lot of people's favorite episode was Marooned when it was just those two. And they were kind of like trapped on a planet together in the snow and they were kind of um, sort of uh, bonding and learning about each other. And they came out of it kind of like, uh, not better friends because it is a sitcom, mm. but they came out. Of it. You came out of it with kind of like a little bit more sympathy for 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 Rimmer, and uh, and I thought it was kind of like when you get to the later series, it's kind of like they don't know how to do it. And it's also like what they did with uh, C three PO and R two D two in um, not not just the prequels. It was just like don't, you don't need to shoehorn them in. But his whole thing was, they're your introductory point. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, they're very insignificant. They're sort of like shoehorned in and background characters in the prequels. Although R2-D2's got kind of quite a lot to do, but too much to do in a way. But they're not the same characters, weirdly, because they're two robots. Uh, droids, sorry. But they're not the same characters uh, in the prequels as they are in the original trilogy. Mm. And then when you see them in this trilogy, it's just like, oh, just put them out of their misery. Like, you've got BB-8 who's replaced them, basically. Um, C-3PO is just there to sort of like have one-line cameos. And it's kind of like, the franchise started off all about them. Yeah. And now they've got nothing to do. Yeah. And, and it's not But like they sort of maybe don't as well, because don't, you don't need them as your entry point anymore. But you don't, you, know need, you don't need them as your entry point, but um, um, you don't need them as your main characters. And, uh, but I think that there is a more thoughtful and creative way of using them mm. in terms of not just paying lip service, but actually giving them something to do. Mm. Because... You just go. Th you could have nine films where they are yeah. a thread through them. Yeah, you know? and actually, in general, in the prequels, they did try and use them as having their own. Either split them up, and it's significant that they've been split up, or um, or have them having their own little sub comedy adventure or whatever. Sure, but yeah, What's I don't know. I'm just trying to think of another series of films that had four films, but. I think they. I think the fourth one tends to be like like they've done Rambo. recently. Yeah, they're films that have gone. There's three, and then years later they do another one. <laughs> because I think three three is the classic storytelling. Yeah, been a beginning, a middle, and an end. Three, Even four seems to be the one they stick on years later as a kind of we're going to do a fourth so and so because now we're desperate and 
or, want to find a franchise that's or, basically yeah, wrapped up. We've got nostalgia, nostalgia will sell tickets, and also uh, Harrison Ford is kind yeah. of like going, oh, maybe I should have done it sooner. You go, I really wanted to see the one where Kevin Costner was playing your Nazi brother, but you didn't make <laughs> it in the 90s, so it's too late. Yeah. Right, let's do another letter. Uh, so no answer for that. Uh, start <laughs> for 10. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, I quite liked it. I would like to, again, I enjoyed it a lot when I saw it. Looking forward to Toy Story 4 a lot. And it's really good. It's really good. Uh, and uh, never never seen Heartmates Lab, but I'll give it a go. I won't give it a go. Dear Nick and Nats, I must say I really like your show. For quite a bit, I thought that it was called Fun Club instead of Fan Club. Therefore, I struggled to find you on iTunes. However, I think the name Fun Club would suit you more. Why don't you just change it? Sent from from my my iPhone. iPhone. Oh, God, I've sat on my phone again and written. Yeah, thanks for that. I don't even know who that was from. uh, From some coward. Hello. uh, As much as I love to hear about John Carpenter, we've read this one. Haven't we read this one before? Or is it someone else? Is this another one? Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, right, th- th- we've already addressed this earlier on in the episode. If you think that we only talk about John Carpenter, uh, you're a cunt. Hello. As much as I love to hear about John Carpenter every week, I feel like I'd enjoy you mixing it up a bit and hear your thoughts on Ingmar Bergman. Ah, Wild Strawberries. One of my absolute all-time favourites. Uh, not seen the film. Not seen the film. <laughs> Uh, just talking about that lovely time, I, I got stuck on the side of the M5 and uh, I had to <laughs> had to find my own sustenance for three days. Uh, you never forget your first wild strawberry. I'd say as film buffs, especially you, Nathaniel. <laughs> well, why especially Nathaniel? Said, um, yeah. I didn't even mention Seventh Seal. You'd be right into a bit of Ingmar. I like Ingmar Bergman, but uh, I do like it. I watched. The Serpent's Egg last year, and I watched Summer with Monica last year. Um, what's the other one with? Uh, oh, fucking the Virgin Sea, uh, the Virgin Spring. Oh, the Virgin fucking Spring. Fucking hell! What a movie! Obviously, uh, it's the movie that uh, Last House on the Left was yes, based yes, on. Yes, it was. But Max von Sydow as a medieval, uh, a medieval farmer. He's the dad, right? Yeah. Uh, it's fucking great, and also so basically. Um, uh, I don't know why I, I was, was going to say, and also, um, I thought I had a fact there, but I just realised I don't. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Virgin Spring is a great film. Uh, I haven't seen Serpent's Egg. I've got it. Is there one called The Magician? I don't know. I don't maybe. Um, Serpent's Egg's really interesting. David Carradine as a sort of Weimar Republic era um, Germany, and it starts. Some odd things happen, and you go, "What's happening here?" And the the resolution of this is bonkers. Is it American? Uh, it's like a sort of co-production, but it's all in English. Didn't uh, Ingmar Bergman? But set in Germany. Didn't Ingmar Bergman do the touch? I think he did do the touch. With, yeah, uh, with Elliot, that, Gould. Elliot Gould. I've not seen that. Oh fuck me! I went to see it at the BFI. It's incredible, and it's also pretty devastating. But um, uh, so, if you don't know anything about Ingmar Bergman. Probably start with the seventh seal because it's his most famous. Uh, but Wild Strawberries is great. Uh, Virgin the, Spring. The Virgin Spring. It's like an it's like a medieval action movie, but with lots of introspection. Uh, Somewhere in Monica is very good. Uh, Serpent's Egg. Serpent's Egg. I recommend all of those. And The Touch. If you don't like, if you don't like black and white, uh, The Touch is uh, <laughs> very gaudy. It's like 
and um, I'd quite like to see the touch. It's really good. It. it kind of like has a bit of a similar tone to it to um, Don't Look Now. Oh right, well I love that Don't Look Now. It's it, but it's really good. Um, and the 4K I d- restoration I of Don't Look Now is uh, coming. Uh, is uh, looks incredible. Oh really? Coming back to cinemas. Well, I saw Robocop in 4K, and I noticed things that I'd never noticed in the film before. And it's like the film that I've seen so many times. And then you notice things, and you go, "Fucking hell, he's got rivets!" And it's got that OCP yeah, police yeah, 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 police yeah, yeah. corps uh, written on the side of his helmet, and I've never noticed it. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So there you go, Rupert. Uh, yeah, thanks, Rupert. But uh, also, you've underestimated me, so you're on my cunt list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all we've got in terms of new Marty. Well, Rupert's probably a cunt as well. Um, oh, hang on. What does Rupert say? Oh no. Uh, <coughs> Hello, I love, love, love your show. I've started a drinking game. Every time you mention the carpenter, I do a shot. I mean, have we got a reputation for only talking about John Carpenter? I mean... I mean, I reckon we've probably said the same carpenter anecdotes maybe on five separate shows. But not... We've done over... We've done over... I don't know, like, we're probably We've done about 55, 60, 60. Now, maybe about 60. Hello, I love, love, love you. I started the drinking game. Every time you mention the carpenter, I do a shot. I get fucking lashed up every week. I mean, we don't mention him every week. That's mental. That's no. absolutely mental. I don't mind. No. no one else is talking about John Carpenter. What's no. your favourite John Carpenter movie? There's going to be about three, isn't there? But, like, the thing. There is a thing. It's a oh. thing. What's your favourite John Carpenter movie? Starman. No, it isn't. Only joking, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fan club. There you go, uh, you've had a couple of drinks. Right, so uh, we're going to go and get our guest now, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, uh, what you. What's the song? The Deep. The Deep. Nick Helm and Nathaniel the Hun Metcalf on Subar <laughs> Radio. It does sound like the Hun. It does sound like the okay. Hun. It does sound... Uh, speak to your microphone. Hello. Uh, is the, uh, can you lift your microphone up a little bit? Can you say something again? Uh, just talking into my microphone. I can hear, I can, yeah, I can hear. We're yes. joined in the studio by Harriet Kemsley. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm a bit nervous about my microphone now. Don't but, worry um, about your microphone. Okay. Don't, um, just don't, don't, <laughs> don't think about your microphone. I feel really stressed. I know. It's when you say you don't think about something. Don't think about your microphone! think about Stop it. going on about your okay. microphone! <laughs> just put it out of your mind! Sorry. This is a fucking <laughs> yeah. laid-back show! Okay, I just really chilled atmosphere. Um, it's yeah. fucking chilled <laughs> out. We're chilled out here, Harriet. Okay. Just having fun. Great. Just yeah. having fun. I'm having a great time Have so some far. fun. <laughs> okay. The more you shout, the more fun. Uh, no, have. it's very good. So you, d- we were just talking. Uh, that was uh, The Deep by Donna Summer. It was. Oh. Uh, so oh, summer, from the theme from summer the film is the here. Deep. Summer yeah. is here. Yes. Donna Summer. Do you like here. Donna Summer? I don't really know who she is. Um, <laughs> she's got one song that's quite... Is it she goes like... I feel love... Is yes, that Donna that Summer? One. Does yeah. it have the word summer in it? Uh, she says, Donna Summer. <laughs> My <laughs> name is Donna Summer. Okay, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, I know that one. But no, no I don't know. Um, but it's good, that one, isn't it? <laughs> I feel love is I feel love is amazing. It's got amazing like and yeah. I mean, I'm not. I was I was in a bar last night and there was loads of disco music being played, and I said to my friend David Trent, "Oh, I don't like disco, but I do actually quite like disco." No, they were playing some really bad disco. It was like really obnoxious disco. Uh, I've just seen the film Staying Alive um, again. It was the film, it was the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone, 
No way. And the music, instead of the Bee Gees, was done by Frank Stallone, his brother. <laughs> so the, the, the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever Sold is a multi, like. multi, multi, multi platinum selling album. Still, still selling. They're still giving John Travolta uh, a platinum discs. Like he's got like a, a whole bunch of them, and he's still like wow. taking photos of them. The sequel uh, was uh, by Frank Stallone. Hasn't made its money back yet. The <laughs> soundtrack is still. No, I don't know any songs by Frank Stallone. No, you no no no. But Rocky, that was very popular. Oh, well, he does sing Stallone. a song in Rocky. Yeah. Does if, he? if you've seen it recently. When he runs up the steps. No, there's a bit where uh, he plays a. Um, uh, he's, uh, He's a singer in the street that's standing by an oil can that's on fire <laughs> and he's singing, uh, get on back. Uh, yes. That's Frank Stallone in the street singing that. So there is a, like, a Frank Stallone song in that that you would have heard, but whether you remember it or not is a different matter. Obviously, Frank Stallone's most famous uh, role and job to date is he plays um, one of the uh, thugs in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> so there we go. Harriet, you did. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know. But could that Hudson Hawk? Hudson Hawk. Okay, right. It was a 1990. Oh no, I, I do know. I know. It was a 1990. I know. Uh, I remember now. Bruce Willis vanity project that he made, uh, and on the set apparently he was saying, saying this has got to be a big hit, and it wasn't a hit. But a hit. I like uh, Hudson Hawk. I've got a special place. I, I prefer it to yeah. Die Hard is Five. Is there a hawk in it? Uh, there is right at the beginning, uh, but it's um, it's more of a transitionary hawk. Um, that basically they're in uh, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. When was Leonardo da Vinci around? 13, 1300s? No, like um, 1400s. 1400s. He was around Shakespeare's time, was he? I don't, don't know. know. When was Leonardo da Vinci around? Anyway, so there's Who a. Are you asking? There's a. Pro <laughs> 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 Do you know how it's the producer? Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci around. Um, I'd say 1700s. 1700s, as late as that. I wonder if it might be, you know. I think it was like 1400s. I think it might be 1700s. 1700s? Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. No, I reckon 1400s. 1700s. I don't know how we are you it looking is. it up? Or are we just mode. literally. You, all you need to do is type in age 67, died 1519. So, yeah, it would have oh, been the 1400s. Yeah, 1400s. Fucking hell. I know my fucking turtles. The um, <laughs> so, uh, so, it starts off in the, in, in, in the early 1500s as a prologue, and then they show a hawk, and then it transitions to 1990. That's an old hawk. And then they say, I think it's a different hawk. Okay. They say, uh, he's the Hudson Hawk. And then Bruce Willis sings a song. So, so you should check it out. Anyway, <laughs> so you did an Edinburgh show last year. Yeah, last year. And since then you've been on tour. Yes. Uh, but not doing Edinburgh this year. Got a year off. What are you going to do with your <laughs> August? I don't know. Really? I feel I have to do something like go travelling or find myself or learn a skill did it feel like a good idea not doing it at the time and now you regret it um no i am so pleased um but um but yeah i think it's just going to go really quickly and then you just have to start writing a show again in september and then mm. so you're so you've done it. that thing where you've taken a year off knowing you're going to do another one next year yeah i just feel you have to yeah 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 mm. and the love of it <laughs> uh yeah how many have you done on the on the on the in fly, I was going to say. On yeah. the trot. On, on the, the trot. trot. Seven. Seven? Shows, but four hours, but seven years in a row um, up there. So mm. it's a lot. It's a lot with just like Edinburgh as your summer, you know. Mm. Um, when you were doing two-hander, three-hander shows in Edinburgh, yeah. who were your 
two-hander, three-hander partners. Um, with Richard Todd and oh, yeah. Sarah Callahan, and both very funny comedians. Uh, so it's nice. It's nice to share it, isn't it? Otherwise, it's so lonely. Um, yeah. I think I've never been happier than when I was doing two-handers and three-handers in Edinburgh. Yeah. That's miserable to one place. <laughs> yeah, it's so miserable. It's so lonely. Yeah, there's no one. I deliberately have um, a tech, so I get... Uh, uh, so there's someone else in the room who's consistent yeah, so I that I can too. go they're awful aren't they and they have to agree with me <laughs> I have Bobby Carroll do you know Bobby oh, Carroll yeah. he does it every year and he's just a sweetheart and Bobby Carroll yeah uh, little Bobby Carroll yeah I love Bobby Carroll yeah. Christmas Bobby Carroll Christmas Bobby Carroll <laughs> yeah oh because <laughs> okay. I thought because he had a beard oh well, no he never always had a beard never like in the olden days did I do a three four hander with him once I think I was in a show with him once with Bobby Carroll I think it was Bobby Carroll, James Mason, and me. Or maybe I want to watch it. You watched it, you don't know. Maybe I, I can't remember. It was like quite, an, it must have been like, maybe it was 2006. Was I doing comedy? I didn't start comedy in 2006. Um, it might have been 2007. But I was or it doing might not have happened. It, no, I remember. <laughs> I don't remember what you did for a whole summer. Yeah, I remember his material. Well, in 2007, <laughs> I did a show with Gronya Maguire and Sarah Campbell. Uh, no, I didn't. I did that in 2008. <laughs> what did I do? No, I did that in 2007. What the fuck did I... Oh, in 2008, I did Hellman Taylor with Paul F. Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in 2009... What was that one? Comedy O'Clock? Was that that one? No, that was 2000. Comedy O'Clock was 2008 as well. So I did a compared for Hannah George and Katie Wilkins and... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> You've forgotten that <laughs> one. I've forgotten... <laughs> oh, oh no. no! Oh dear! But it wasn't uh, Bobby Carroll. I saw him the other day. Uh, oh dear! I saw him the other day, and I knew his name then. Oh. Anyway, anyway, someone else. Um, move on. <laughs> <laughs> but that year, that year, I did Herman Taylor. I hope they're listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that year, I did Herman Taylor. I did that, and I did my musical, which I'm doing again this year. My musical, and then uh, 2009. Anyway. Yeah. Do you find Edinburgh a stressful month? I do. I find it exciting, but then I also find Richard it like Bond. Lonely. Richard Bond. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking hell. Oh God. I knew it was Richard. I was just like going, Richard Bacon? Richard <laughs> Bacon. That would be unusual, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> Two hand with Richard Bacon. <laughs> Why would that be unusual? Because he's not a comedian. Well, what is he? He's Blue a guy who did Blue Peter 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 yeah. I used to do fucking Stella oh, yeah, with, 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 with Stuart, Stuart Miles. Do you remember Stuart Miles from Blue Peter? Yes. Yeah. He, he, was, um, he was a drag act for a while when, when I started doing stand-up. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I used to uh, do his tech. I used wow. to. Uh, I used to not mention that I knew he was a Blue Peter presenter because I thought it would blow his, uh, blow his act. So I was a bit worried. That I didn't want to say, like, he was like, I mean, I know you're off Blue Because it was the same man. Yeah, but he was, with the same face. Yeah, but he was in drag doing a drag act. Well, when I met him, he was in drag. And then yeah. I met him when he was out of drag. And I was like, oh, oh. Got <laughs> okay. a bloke off Blue Peter. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever mentioned it. I don't know if it ever came up. But, yeah. Anyway. All three-handers. Yeah. And... and Edinburgh's stressful month, but you enjoy it. I find it very stressful. I find I don't like the whole like it feels like you're being judged 
Like you I are. feel, I feel, yeah, you are. I think that's why. That's why. And they just, yeah, just feel they just put all these like crazy people in a place, and then they just judge them for a month, and it's um, I don't think it's very healthy, but it's quite fun. Um, what do you find fun about it? Um, the drinking, but I can't drink too much because then I can't perform the next day. Sure, it's a difficult. Um, I like the moment of being on stage and, and I like, on stage, and I like, yes. and I like entertaining the audience, and I like my room, and then as soon as you leave that room. And then you are sort of like infected by other people's <laughs> uh, moods and attitudes. Yeah. Then it's just kind of like, I'm not here for that. I'm not here to compete. I don't see it as a competitive sport. I see it as kind of like, I've done my thing. I've worked on my little thing, my yeah. little lawn, right? And I'm just going to tend my lawn. And that's all I'm there for. And if. But then you just get sucked into this thing where everyone's kind of like talking about reviews and. Uh, and uh, panels and awards and judges and stuff and just like, I don't want that so some of my best nights in Edinburgh have been sort of like just going for a drink or dinner with like a couple of people and just sort of like yeah that's the best yeah in a pub that isn't like a fringe place yeah mm. and I've had great nights with like loads of other comedians we've all got hammered and it's been fun but they were tended to be like the early days before you knew that there was a career in it yeah, <laughs> yeah you know? exactly yeah yeah, um. if I get too hungover, I vomit the whole next day. So <laughs> it's very a tricky game. Try not to vomit. Is vomiting a big thing for you? Or drinking? Big thing, yeah. But it doesn't put you off. <laughs> Does not stop me, but <laughs> it is very stressful. How much? Yeah. Drinking, what's what's drinking? The volume is per vomit. Do you know? Do you know your I limits? I think the problem is I can have a few drinks, um, but then after that I can only drink vodka. And if I go on to more wine, more shots, anything like, it's over. Um, but it will be from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., like a full shift. Mm. I think also if I don't, one thing I've, I've learned I think stops it is if I don't eat or have any liquids all day. So I spent my birthday on Friday. Um, I didn't consume any water or food until 5 p.m. <laughs> and I didn't vomit, but it was very stressful and I had to keep doing laps I mean, of the park like a pregnant lady. Well. Yeah, it was a bad, <laughs> it was a very lonely. Don't have um, drink birthday. any water <laughs> until yes. 5 p.m. Yeah, but You're then I didn't vomit. Yeah, but I didn't. I am a bit like a gremlin in those moments. Yeah, but I didn't vomit, so <laughs> <laughs> I won in the long term. Sounds um, like an awful day. Yeah. Though, right? so it was yeah. your birthday last week. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah, oh, like a week ago. Birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, got you these. Oh, uh, candy sticks with a tattoo. Yeah, that's Unusual. right. That's right. Uh, they look quite old. They're not. They're new. Thirty-five p though. You think they'd? Um, that's. Quite cheap for things nowadays. Normally, people just say thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank cool. you. <laughs> so, uh, and just tell us what the tattoo was. Either open it now or write oh, okay. in. Um, Who me? Mm. You want me to write in? You can. Send us a postcard. Maybe maybe send us an Instagram Should of you wearing it? the tattoo. I can't get. I can't get into That's okay. it. That's okay. It's low pressure. Oh God, it's I feel stressed. Every <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to open it. Now. I don't have very long nails. Low pressure. Well, we were just talking about how we didn't like yeah. people with long nails. Yeah, Donovan. We, yeah, t- we sang it. We sang. We, we talked. We talked about it off air. Though, we didn't did. We? we talked about it during the song. Donovan, obviously, uh, doing backing in the Alice Cooper song "Billion Dollar Babies" from earlier. Uh, what's the? Uh, it says, "Don't eat it." Yeah, don't eat that. I like that it tells you not to eat the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Oh, it's nice. What is it? It says. Um, if you peel that back, that means that you have to use it. Where I, do you want to have a tattoo? Come here, I'm going to put it on that. I think you need some. On his arm. It's a, ni- it's a very nice message. I think you need water, don't you? Oh. Do you need water. Have, have you not ever had a press on tattoo before? Yeah. How does that work? Is this going to work? No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Harry is attempting sure. to pour water on me. Peel the paper yeah. and then place tattoo on the hand. Oh, I think they want it on your hand. Place you don't have to. Let's <laughs> put it on the hand. I think they want it on your hand. <laughs> Who are they? Um, oh, be careful. Which hand are you going to get your hand stamped when you go clubbing later? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they might get confused. Just putting some water I went on. to a pub. Yes. <laughs> Don't put that water. in the equipment. Put water on. Don't don't um, be gentle and don't uh, move the. Because uh, otherwise, if you move it slightly, <gasps> it will break the tattoo. So you need to. Seems to be very gentle. Wet the tattoo. Press down. Done that. Oh, uh, Twenty seconds. Yeah. One, two, and three. It's actually been on for longer though. So. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about. Okay. Okay. Oh, got it's lovely. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? It's quite nice. It's a Superman uh, shield. Yeah. And it has the word powerful written <laughs> above it. Oh, that's great. So I feel powerful now you and can empowered. Show that to people if they, they're in doubt. And you, you yeah, I feel say. empowered. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Feeling Top powerful. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I really feel powerful. That's great. Uh, well, thank, thank you. you for thank that. you, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. You are so welcome. Say. Oh, thank you, Nick. Actually, it's a yeah, thank you. You're the, present, you're the first act that's actually uh, um, uh, you're the first guest that we've had that's actually uh, fully embraced the tattoo. Oh, really? Everyone yeah. else hates it. No, they don't hate it. They just go thank you and oh. put it in their pocket and then go home. Oh, oh sorry. I guess they're going to do it privately at home. My battery is sufficiently charged now. That's good. Well, that is good. Um, <laughs> it's good news. Um, oh, so they, but that's actually I, I, I took to it. You know, other people they're actually that's quite rude. Yeah. No, I think you've done a great Thank job. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, on our pre-record that we did yesterday, uh, someone actually got the actual bat logo, <gasps> and uh, I really wanted it. Oh. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm 38. And you could get your own tattoo now at 38. You could actually go and I get one. Go and get a real one. Yeah, go and get a real one. I think I will do. I'm going to get the bat logo. Yeah, across uh, your back. Across my eyes. Across your eyes. <laughs> yes, so that I constantly look like Robin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. From the uh, Chris O'Donnell, for the Chris O'Donnell movies. That's what I called them, the Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Is his name O'Donnell or O'Donnell? O'Donnell. Oh, Chris O'Donnell. What a steamboat. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Again. You don't know who no. Chris O'Donnell is? No. Come on. Fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe? Oh, yeah. yeah. He plays Birdie. Nope. Don't know. He's the brother at the beginning that gets caught on the train lines and, spoiler alert, killed. Murdered <laughs> by a train. <laughs> is that murder? Murdered by a train. Yeah. Is it, mur yeah, is is it, it murder? Yeah, is it murder if you get hit by a train? It depends on the train's intent. There you go. That's Chris O'Donnell. Oh. I never actually yeah. really got on with Chris O'Donnell. No, I, I have never to say. really liked him. I didn't. I felt like he was like um, a pretender to the throne. Okay, so uh, what's your favourite book? Oh my god, um, I really like the um, uh, Eleanor Ferrante books. Of course, oh, yeah. do you know those? I've heard of them. What do you mean, recently? of course? Of, of course. What like? Of course. They're excellent books. <laughs> Do you know what they are? No, of course no. not. No, um, they're really they're good. <laughs> I said, of course, to make it sound like I oh, knew I what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, you did. But then I thought, like, oh, like, of course you like them. So then I took it personally. Yeah, like, you took it like you I was insulting insult. you. Yeah. I don't know why I bring you on my show to insult you. <laughs> uh, and when I say my show, I mean my Our show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
our show. Um, uh, well, I would, I would never insult you. But I've heard of these books. They're very good. Wh- and the first 100 pages are so boring, um, so boring that it's like a test. And they're and quite slice of life though, aren't they? They're just... It's, re- it's about a friendship in um, so, Italy. W- when were they published? Mm, years, a few years ago, 10 years ago maybe, the first one. And then it's like being... But no one knows who the author is. Well, they know her name. So her name's Eleanor Ferrante. But, um, but nobody knows who she is. But then everyone's been trying to track her down. But then they thought they knew, but then they hid it. So there's a real mystery involved yeah. in the actual books in the first place? Yeah. And um, w- uh, what sort of age range are they aimed at? Um, I don't know if they're really aimed at any age. It's like about, I guess, like not children, um, unless it's a really smart child, because they are quite hard to read at times. Um, so I'm very bad at reading. I can read. I'm very slow at reading. And I've just, I'm reading a book and I'm about 100 pages in and I've enjoyed every single page, but that's what's kept me going. So if I had to read a book where the first 100 pages were yeah. a challenge, yeah. I don't think that I... You could maybe start 100 pages in. If you know the first 100 pages, yeah. In advance. Yeah, then just start start then. Is it a series of books? Yeah, so I think there's three or maybe four of them now. Um, and uh, is it the same character going through the books? Yeah, so it's these two best friends and like how they're friends over the years and then they fall out and yeah, it's, re- it's really, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're, um, they're brilliant and everyone was saying how great they were and then I was like, fine, I read it and then I was like, this is shit. But then I just kept reading because everyone said it and then they were right. It's really good. Uh, so are they like mystery books or are no, they... No, no. Friendship books? Yeah. Books do about friendship. Yeah, do you need a mystery? No, no. I read anything. Um, well, no, I read nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> the book you're reading at the moment? Uh, I can't say because, oh. uh, I, I, well, I'm reading uh, Wild and Crazy Guys and I'm only about 100 pages in. Sorry. But I don't have much time. It's Wild and Crazy Guys. It's basic, It's a bit like a friendship book. Oh. It's about the relationship between uh, uh, all of the s- men off of Saturday Night Live during the 80s. Oh, yes, I heard that this book is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's after they left. Saturday Night Live and about their film careers mm-hmm. so it's kind of like m- the era of films that I grew up watching yeah but it's not about the crazy SNL years no because that's been sort of covered to yeah. death basically but um, yeah so it's uh, I, I really like that because it's like exactly my sort of thing and I, it, it, I that's like breathing you read that and you're not even reading you're just sort of like inhaling it mm-hmm. but um, but then sometimes Reading can be. I'm just. I find reading a struggle if it's not like. What about an audiobook? Because I listen to lots of things in audiobooks and it's good. You can do things and then. I'm uh, technologically uh, ungifted. I could get it for you if I can download Audible on your phone. I've got Audible okay, on my phone. You don't know how, yeah. I pay a monthly subscription oh, and I don't know how it works. Yes, what do you mean? What's that? You're paying the subscription, yeah, but you don't have to get, get it on your phone. I don't know. I don't know how. You must to have so many credits by now. Yeah, You've I got know. 100 credits. I don't know how to get the uh, the things off of Audible. Go on Amazon and m- just yeah. buy it. Right, sure. And um, I've tried doing that, but the other thing is, I've got one of those iPhones where they don't have a separate earphone socket, and I haven't got any. They've, it all goes through the thing, so I bought an adapter so that I could put my headphones yes. into it, and then that twisted on my bag when I put my bag oh. over, and that broke. Oh and then dear. I haven't ever got around to getting a new one, and I don't have. Um, I feel like I can spend as much money as I've got on, you know, food and alcohol, but I feel like buying some Bluetooth headphones is a luxury that I can't afford. No, because I lose them all the time, so I get these 30 quid ones, 
and um, they kind of last nearly a year and I think you should treat yourself and then okay. you lose them and then you stand on them or something and then you get a new I can sort this out for you so quickly no, but you can't you just need to ask can't. for help sometimes David Trent was around my house yesterday he tried <laughs> to set up Skype and he is a technical <laughs> wizard Skype? no yeah. one uses Skype that's like years ago he Skype was, he was, he's a technical wizard right <laughs> and he gave up because my house is so fucked I couldn't even I've got, a key, I've got an electronic keyboard that's got an on off switch right yes and I, sp I pressed it on and it didn't work oh and then David dear. unplugged it and put it back together again and then he yes. pressed it on and then it worked and it didn't work when I used it. My computer isn't set up the way I want it. <laughs> I just don't want to fucking have a conversation with another person about, uh, have you listened to this podcast? I don't know how to listen to podcasts. I don't know you how don't Spotify know works. I don't know. I, don't, I can't get Audible to work on any of my stuff. Literally, in, if it's anything to do with technology, I can't make it work. I can't do it. All right? I can't do it. I'm you, sorry. You could get a CD maybe if you go to a library. <laughs> Do you have a like a CD player? Because you could just put it in a CD player and then it's got the old My earphones. DVD player only plays Blu-rays. <laughs> oh, I've got dear. all these DVDs and none of them work. I think you need to get a, a, a VHS player. You need to get a VHS player and a CD player. And it was so much simple when if things it's the 90s. Tape when Are you actually crying right now? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is... This is quite concerning, actually. It's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's really you're young. Frustrating. You're quite young. You've got a whole life to lead. And I've tried. You, yeah, because this is a problem for the elderly, maybe, that haven't embraced the new, um, the new things. But I've you're really still in tried. your 30s, and so it's only going to get worse. Life is going to pass you by, and you need to em embrace it. This is true. Soon. My mum and dad are in their 80s, and my mum and dad are trying to use computers now, and have never used one, and now they're trying to use it. And my mum and dad said... I think we just hoped we'd have died before we'd have to <laughs> use them. And I thought, that's the grimmest thing I've ever yeah, heard in my life. that's Nick. That's how Nick's living. <laughs> Would you rather be dead, Nick? <laughs> oh, I just don't want to have to listen to podcasts. And I don't want like, to have, like... If you no want to... No making you. you I, like, I was a boy growing up in the 80s that didn't oh, like football. Jesus. I've never had a, an easy conversation with anyone, <laughs> right? And now it's moved on to podcasts, oh, and it's just like no. I, 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 I can't, <laughs> I can't access them, right? The and it's just like now we're, in a, now we're in a world where oh, you, oh, you don't like football. What's your favourite podcast? Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, Do you have a radio player? Say Nick and that. Because sometimes up. they make the podcast, the radio shows, into a podcast. You could say. Oh, I like the one, and then you could just listen to all the radio show on your old this wireless. Is a, this is one of those shows. That oh, you're there you go. About. Yeah, then you could say your own show. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And they say I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then does that mean to make me feel better? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, maybe you should get a hobby, like in something that then you. I've could got fucking <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> but like trouble is, I made my hobby my career, oh, and now I can't dear. watch comedy anymore. <laughs> the only thing I can get to make work in my house is the Food Network. So I watch Rick Stein just before bed and that gives me enough comfort that I can get through the <laughs> night without waking up with night terrors. People like talking about food, though. You could talk to them about food. You could oh. say, what's your favourite sandwich? That's a good opener. Oh, I'm gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to be vegan as well, aren't you? Trying to be vegan five days a week. I'm trying to be vegan. It's difficult. It's difficult, but it's easier these days. It is a lot easier these yeah. days. Than when? Than the those days. days. <laughs> the days before these days. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah. um, so what you're saying is that um, this book would be great <laughs> as a, as a, a downloadable. No, Audible. I'm just. I think it's not for you. I think you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not 
going to read it and you're not going to be able to listen to it. So I think we should talk about something else because... No, 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 I no. Bad. I want to know about these books. The whole uh, point is that we may yeah. not have these guests on. They made a TV series. You could... You could watch the TV series. What's the TV series? Uh, I haven't actually watched it because I didn't want it to ruin the... What's because it I just really like the books. It's called My Brilliant Friend, I think, which is the name of the first book. Oh, okay. Um, so My you could watch friend. the TV series. Are they gay in it? No. Oh, I think I downloaded <laughs> the wrong thing. <laughs> I downloaded something about gay people. Right, it's done. <laughs> and I wanted to watch that. It's on my, it's on my Netflix. Or, it's, or maybe I downloaded it on... I don't know you what that is. You can still watch that. Yeah, you just, watch that. <laughs> you want to? just watch that. Just watch that, I but think. Then what we can talk about. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do I you do? I just want you to tell me about stuff that I don't know about. Otherwise, we're um, going to get another cunt writing in saying, oh, you talk about John Carpenter again this week, have I you? I don't know who John Carpenter is, yeah. Well, he made this film called The Thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but if you ever get the chance to see him live, do. Is, it, is he in The Carpenters? No, that way, makes sense. In a way. He's in his own version of the characters. Let's not talk about that. So okay. who's so the author of this book? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eleanor Ferrante. Eleanor Ferrante. We don't know where she is. And where, when's she the is. story set? I'm Eleanor Ferrante. Is it? Oh, my God, you could be. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe Nick could be, and he's playing a very good game at hiding. He's playing he really the long is game. The long well, game. Yeah. he's not. I am an exceptional actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's set in the 50s in Italy I think maybe in uh, Naples maybe sure. something like that I don't really know much about Italy but um, I think it's set there and yeah it's just really sweet it's just about friendship and um, she's just kind of like obsessed with her and then there's just as they lead their lives and they um, grow up it's it's just very beautiful but maybe not for you <laughs> I think this is what I've downloaded to watch okay I think it was on the BBC maybe no no it's on Sky Atlantic. Oh, Sky I think Atlantic. this is what yeah. I've downloaded to watch. Okay, well then, look, it's all okay. You managed to download it. I think it was you recommended can watch it. We can talk about it another me. time. What was the film with Army Hammer in that got all the Oscars? What? Oh, you're talking Call about me by Call your Me name. By Your Name? I think I watched Call Me By Your Name and then it got recommended to me off of, like, if you like that, then you'll like this. Okay. So I downloaded it. Yeah. There we go. <sighs> well, we'll play your song. What's oh wait, are you thinking of my brilliant boy? No. No. No, I'm thinking of my brilliant friend. My, be <laughs> my beautiful laundrette. Is that the film? My beautiful laundrette. It's my a different film. What's the, my? Uh, no. Um, what's the other laundrette that I go to? Um, I don't know. Oh, it's uh, the one. It's the one over the road from the beautiful one. What's the? What is fucking hell? You have a washing machine. What's your favourite? I don't have a washing machine. Yeah, I did, I but guess that yet. What do you mean you could have guessed that? I just <laughs> <can't> <laughs> <say no. laughs> what does that mean? You just, I don't mean that you smell or anything. I just mean like that you don't know how to I use... I nearly didn't have a shower before I came in today and then I thought, you know what? <laughs> Harriet deserves it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Sorry. I just meant the technology thing, you know. Sure. Uh, I can make taps work. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna play um, Harriet's favourite song now. Yeah, I think I've been slaved. No, that is sorry. not my favourite song. What's your what is that? What's your favourite song? <laughs> is, is it Juice by Lizzo? It's my favourite song at the moment, yeah. Right. 
I couldn't, I'd like, it was too quiet in my ears, and I realised it's because I was wearing my headphones on top of my head, <laughs> above my ears. Uh, but that's right. We're uh, in the studio now talking about the fact that I'm probably dyspraxic. That's <laughs> um, great. Uh, I'd suffer from tremendous anxiety issues and spend most of my income on Ubers. Uh, I'm fucked. Uh, and so if anyone else out there is, then write in and tell us about your problems. <laughs> Don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it says here, Harriet, we're joined in the studio by Harriet Kemsley, who is taking a hiatus from her never-ending tour um, <laughs> to talk about her holiday Non-stop tour. For You're like <laughs> the Grateful Dead. You've been on tour forever, haven't I'm you? I'm just like the Grateful Dead, yeah. And uh, when did your tour start? When did it start? Well, I did it at Edinburgh, then I did February to June, and then now having a break and then doing some more dates in the autumn. Of the same show. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm changing it up as I go. I think go. that it's, sounds it's, great. Yeah. The way that you're saying that you do it, I think that sounds absolutely great. It's the equivalent of uh, doing club gigs yeah. with your same 20, but you've done an hour and people are yeah. there just to see you. Yeah. I Might would as actually, well do that. Yeah. I would mm. actually much rather do that. Yeah. That sounds great. And to do it for a year, I mean, I did my initial 20 for like three, three years maybe, or I worked on it until it was what it was. And I didn't rewrite it every week. I wasn't kind of like on an, uh, uh, a news-based radio show where I had to get like, you know, um, up-to-date topical. material, topical material. So, uh, so in, in the olden days, that's what acts did. They had 20, and that would last them for 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that would be their act. Um, and then uh, and then Russell Allen's Good News comes along and uh, eats up everyone's <laughs> 20s. And then all of a sudden, we've all got right all the time. Oh, God, this is... <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about Jurassic Park. <laughs> they just said when I arrived, what's your favourite film? And then I said Jurassic Park. Did you mean it? <laughs> I think I do. I do mean it. I'm also scared of it. So it's like, I love it, but I hate it. It's it's quite it's quite an experience. What, what scares you about it? it? That spitting dinosaur. I had nightmares about it so for it years. So it literally scares you? Literally, yeah. I watched it when I was too young, I think. I think I watched it when I was like six or something alone and then it just like fucked me up but then i also like love it because i love the dinosaurs sure um but um but yeah is it specifically the first film that you like yeah although i did like we watched the last what the latest one in the um that cinema that it moves yeah you know and so you're like you're set and then it's like you're moving around there's splashing water in your face and it's uh, a lot's happening it's quite fun (laughs) it's like you're in a theme park or something yeah yeah the what was that called fallen kingdom uh, that was my second favourite out of all of the films yeah. in the franchise. What's your first favourite? Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then I think, uh, and then there's a Jurassic Park, huge gap. Yeah. Fallen Kingdom, huge gap again. Jurassic Park 3, massive gap. And then the Jurassic World and right at the bottom, The Lost World. Yeah. Um, I would say, I was talking to my parents actually the other day. My favourite book, one of my favourite books is probably Jurassic Park. And I listened Wait, to Wait, is that. it a book? Are you joking? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Elena Ferrante. <laughs> Elena Ferrante wrote a book about... Right, from Dinosaurs, your friends. This is the thing. I was listening to a YouTube thing the other day, and they were pronouncing it Michael Crichton. And you go, it's Michael Crichton, right? Yeah. If you can't even pronounce his fucking name. The author of the book was called uh, Michael Crichton. He is famous for creating the TV series ER. And Jurassic Park. Yeah. And Jurassic Park. What a guy. And Westworld. What? Westworld. 
Yeah, that's oh, same. Westworld's basically the same as Jurassic the Park, though, isn't it? With robots <laughs> instead of. <laughs> but but that's the thing. So, so Westworld was a film that he wrote and directed in the seventies, and then they made it into a film recently. But Michael Crichton died in the nineties, late nineties. Yeah, late nineties, I guess. Or mid two thousands. And maybe it is a bit later. He he was a doctor, wasn't he? At first, mm. and so he wrote about. He wrote oh some journals God. that were that became ER, the basis for ER. And when he did um, Jurassic Park, he uh, he wrote the book. Uh, Steven Spielberg won it. I think Tim Burton was up for directing it at one point, and Tim Burton, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg won uh, the battle to direct Jurassic Park. They became friends and uh, got a writing, a working relationship, and then uh, Steven Spielberg produced ER. Wow! And now we've got George Clooney off of off of all of that. It's, it's weird if you take one person out of history, then it has a knock on effect. Mm. Um, What's the thing? So, um, so I do know how to get um, uh, YouTube up, and uh, or I can make YouTube work on my laptop. And so, a lot of the time, I will put up the novelization of uh, the of dress it, not the novelization. I'll get the audio book. The audio book of dress it part on YouTube, and I'll go to sleep listening to that. But it's different because it's a new guy reading it, and I, re I had the old tapes, which was John Hurd, who plays the dad in Home Alone. Yeah. reading out Jurassic Park and I used to fall asleep within the first 10 minutes because it set, starts off in a, um, in a Costa Rican um, uh, uh, hospital with kind of like corrugated roof um, cor cor rain going on cor corrugated roof and then they had the sound effect and I used to listen to it and I think it's like the modern equivalent of uh, listening to something like uh, an adventure story like Robinson Crusoe or something like that where it takes you away to somewhere tropical uh, and you go on this adventure and I think the book of Jurassic Park I love, I love it so much you want to fall asleep though before it all it's turns to shit it's like really about comforting. half an hour in it's going <laughs> to well, get quite intense if the yeah. film is hardcore then the book is just it's fucking it's brutal I'm going to read it and there's stuff that was in the book that basically didn't make it into the film that ended up going they still use bits out of the um, uh, the original book in the sequels because the technology is caught up but um, yeah yeah Jurassic Park is a, is a really good I thought when you said you were scared of watching it because I think it's such a perfect blockbuster roller coaster movie um, sometimes I'm a bit scared about revisiting things just in case they don't live up to what well, I love about them you've not seen them. it for a while yeah because if you love something and yeah. you have that I think that you know suffering from loads of mental health issues myself uh, uh, there are little things that you cling on to in your life that give you real comfort and so to go back and like destroy Jurassic Park for yourself is kind of like I've got such fond mm. memories of it that it's kind of like that sort of a happy place. I do that sometimes with films I've seen loads as well. Like it's almost like there is a limit. Like for twenty times yeah. it's the best film. Twenty first is suddenly like oh actually I can see like I start finding problems with it. Well, that was what was really good about when I watched uh, Army of Darkness again recently. Was what Army of Darkness is a film that I watched recently, but I've seen like forty times, and it was getting worse and worse every time I watched it so I had to, hadn't seen it in quite a long time like if, like five, six years and I watched it again and it reinvigorated my love for it and I was just like oh I can go back and watch that yeah that's mm. just how I felt yeah I think it stands up I don't know have you seen it recently? I've seen it recently I think yeah I think it's a really good one Jurassic Park and mm. it, but it wasn't but I think that's because like for a while it wasn't one that I revisited a lot it was just like yeah, Jurassic Park. It's another one of those films that I like, but like I think it is. I think it is very good. I just loved seeing it at the cinema, and I was in Florida when it came out, 
and the, we had like this, um, I can't remember what his name was, but do you remember, have you ever seen Terminator 2? No. Do you remember the haircut of John Connor's mate? He had like that, he was like that red-headed kid with a mullet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, basically we had a tour guide on our tour bus that had like this big ginger <laughs> mullet. And he was like going, hey man, yeah. Jurassic Park's just came out and it's made me blew my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were like going, all right. And then it wasn't released in England for like another couple of weeks. And so by the time we got back, it came out. And then it was like, but I thought Jurassic Park sounded very boring. I thought it was like a tour around the Natural History Museum or something like <laughs> yeah, that. I didn't yeah. realise it was going to be this huge movie. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. I hate The Lost World. I don't. I can't really remember the Lost World very much. That is that the second one? Uh, yeah, I th I think that it is as bad as films get. Yeah. Is that when they come? They come to America. Is it the dinosaurs? Right at the end. Yeah. They come to San Diego. Mm, it's always weird. Like it's like Godzilla. Like. Uh. It's King Kong, isn't it? It's basically yeah. it's done exactly the same plot as King Kong. Yeah. Yeah, but only, mm, yeah. But the book as well. I mean, you're you're a bit you're a reader. Uh, the <laughs> lost so much disdain. The micro no, I, li I like reading, but I like reading when it's really not like big print, but like when it's easy. Yeah. You know, when it's kind of like something I'm interested in, and it's so like like, the, like that book. I mean, it's like you just go and you go, oh, I read that, and then I am always like, if I start a book and it's difficult, then I'm just like, and I don't mean like big words. Right? <laughs> I mean, if it's kind of like something that's kind of dry or yeah, that not, not fun, yeah, then I can easily put stuff aside. Well, I had a friend that was just like, as soon as she starts reading the book, she has to finish I'm it. I'm like that. I just, I see it as a challenge or like, even though like as dreary as it is and boring, you just like, I have to finish it. I think I'd just stop. The words had stopped going in. No, um, they do, absolutely. Oh, okay. You <laughs> 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 guys look. I'm like that. So you're just basically turning pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I read it. I get distracted anyway, so I have to go back every few pages anyway because um, I'm not good at concentrating, but... Um, but yeah, I, I can give up on TV series mid-season, but what I, I guess my equivalent of that is that my goal is to watch every single film that's ever been made. <laughs> and I Stop. will sit through anything yeah. just to be able to tick another film off the oh, list. Oh, I'm like that. I can't, I can't do, like, I've I got to watch a film. I got 20 minutes into Regarding Henry, and then I was just like, well, I'm not going to abandon it, so I just had to sort of like push through it like five minutes ten minutes at a time until I finished it and then you go tick I've seen that again again not even not even not even fucking once um, yeah yeah I don't really like watching things again I, I get bored the only thing I watch over and over is the um, American office um, I really like that is that a comfort that a though yeah. or is that oh, a I just really want to live in that world it's really lovely you could get, a job, get a job in an, in an office. office. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I have You're had not jobs doing in, in offices. Yeah, and, and they are really shit. So um, I don't know what's wrong with my. Did you used to do brain. nursing? Uh, yeah, I was a nurse. Um, no, I, I worked in admin in a hospital. Oh, okay. um, very poorly. Um, <laughs> you were very. You did it poorly. <laughs> I did it poorly. Yeah. Did people die? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but I made a lot of mistakes that um, could have had bad consequences. <laughs> 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 but, there we go. There we go. <laughs> you do. Sorry to anyone that lives in the Camden area. Because um, that's the area that's mainly affected. Um, yeah. So you've probably done some terrible things in well, that you don't know. It's just admin things. Like I, it turned out 
after I'd been there a while, I went to go and so you had to fax over the information to the other hospital, like so that I'd get an appointment at the hospital. And a few months in, I was doing that, and then someone next to me said, what are you doing? I said, I'm faxing it over to the hospital, like I always do. And they said, that's not the fax machine, that's the photocopier. And <laughs> um, so I was just copying people's information, and then I guess it was coming out the bottom, and then I was walking off. Um, and so <laughs> quite a lot of um, people's information might have been lost. Uh, but there we go. Um, and then uh, the next week, you were uh, hauling people up there, giving them x-rays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, real oh, lives, well. real yeah. lives, real lives, real, real lives matter. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to play the game now. I play the game, Harriet. Spoiler! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is the game, Harriet. You have to say with the next person is better or worse than the person before. Okay. Based entirely on my opinion. My opinion or your my opinion? opinion? Your opinion. Yeah. So wait, I have to guess your opinion. Yeah. Okay. Dan Aykroyd is the first one. Yeah. Is he better or worse than Danny DeVito? Worse. Danny DeVito, better uh, or worse? Worse. I said Danny DeVito is better than Dan Aykroyd. No, that's what I mean. Okay, all right. You said is Dan Aykroyd better or worse yeah. than Danny DeVito? It's how you phrase it. Okay. It so Dan Aykroyd. That's what you said. You all said right. is Danny DeVito is, is yeah. Dan Aykroyd better or worse than yeah. Danny DeVito? And You've she got to said be worse. Clear when you say and then it. you okay. said yeah. Danny. All right. Yeah. Mate, you got to you got to get it straight in your head. If you're going to do it, you need to do it properly. This is a bit you're 100 percent in charge of. Okay. And you got to know. How you're delivering this, All right. so that everyone is completely clear about it. Harriet, it's the first guest we've ever had that has 100% understood the rules as well. Thank yes. you. So let's give her the respect she Thank deserves. Thank you very much. <laughs> from is, the top. Thank you. Is uh, oh. Danny Glover better from or the top. From the top. Is Danny again. DeVito better or worse than Dan Aykroyd? That, well, that wasn't, you said it the other worse. way around is before. You said Dan Aykroyd and then Danny DeVito before. Dan, Dan Aykroyd. So I... I, I Danny DeVito is above Dan Aykroyd. Yes, better. Yes. Uh, is Danny Glover better or worse than Danny DeVito? Worse. 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 Is Danny Minogue better or worse than Danny Glover? Worse. Uh, I don't know Danny... Gl I, I know Donald Glover. Danny Glover um, is uh, a lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. Oh, then Danny Minogue. But also the Royal Tenenbaums... Uh, worse than Danny Minogue no better than Danny Minogue he is hell. better yes. of course he is yes. Kylie Thank Minogue you. better or worse than Danny Minogue better yes she is she yes. is Jason Donovan better or worse than Kylie Minogue worse both Steve. very low cards <laughs> <laughs> um, Donovan is worse than Kylie Minogue I like Jason yeah, Donovan I quite like worse. him he's much worse than Kylie though yeah of course yeah, sure. yeah. Of course. I dislike these six says his dog's bouncer in that advert though because that bouncer wasn't his dog. Um, Jason Momoa, better or worse than Jason Donovan? Oh my god, so much Jason better. Momoa. He is. He is better. So he is Jason good. Momoa is better than Jason He's Donovan. So At least Jason good. Donovan didn't attempt to uh, hijack the Conan franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, true. Like to see it. Try. Um, <laughs> Jason Statham, better or worse than Jason Momoa? Better. Better. Worse. Better. 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 Worse. Jason Statham is the no, best. No, he's so handsome, Jason, Jason Momoa. Oh, and Jason Statham, cool. fucking hell. Jennifer and Jason kick head Lee, off. better or worse than Jason Statham? Better. Jason she is Lee. better. Jennifer Jason, Jennifer Lee. Jason Lee. She is better. Jennifer Lawrence, better or worse than Jennifer Jason Lee? Better. Worse. Oh. Worse. I like her. <laughs> but she's okay. not better. I'm not sure not I do like Jennifer Lawrence. I would have seven. I, I would have said uh, Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee, and then is Jason Lee better than Jennifer Jason Lee? 
That would have been good. Jason Lee, uh, you wouldn't. Um, he probably died before your time. Jason Lee? No, yeah. you think of Jason Scott Lee. You could have Jason Lee, Jason J- Scott Lee, and Jason. Jason Scott Lee isn't dead. Jason Scott Lee's still alive. Jason Scott Lee's Jason still alive. Jason Lee was the crow and he got no, shot. No, no, that's Brandon Lee. Oh, well, who's Jason, Jason Lee? Jason Lee's the one from My Name is Earl. Who's oh, the one in Jason steps? Lee. Well, he's sort Lisa of dead, Scott isn't he? Lee, maybe. Oh, God, it is confusing. <laughs> it is. Oh. I mean, you got seven, though, so you are. So you are. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, you could have done done all these. It's different. Uh, yeah, it's too different, I think. Kirsten Scott Thomas. Although I think Jamie Lee was also in My Name Is Earl, right? Yeah. What an hell. extraordinary uh, world that yeah. is, fan club guys. What a fucking world that we're fucking living in, people. It's fucking <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Let's get our fucking fuck on. So uh, I was watching a thing about Jason Lee earlier. What's the thing? Oh, I watched a thing about Vanilla Sky. Um, Love Vanilla's going. Oh, boring. Haven't Love seen it. Such a Don't long like time. it. Boring. Really? Yeah, I think it's really boring. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it at the cinema. I remember quite liking it at the cinema, but I've never had an inkling of watching it again. No. There we go. We're at 158. Um, any. What? What Something's are you. Something's happened. They what never concentrate. What's happening? What's happened? What are you doing in there? You've got good what? news. Why? The porn star said yes. <laughs> I don't want The porn this. star said yes. Oh. Okay. To what? To coming on and being a guest, they're basically um, it's fine. It's just it's, it's going to be an awkward. Why don't you hour. want a porn star here? Oh, because oh, because you like her because, too much. No, because Nat, um, Nat, what? What did you do to a porn star? <laughs> well, we'll tell you about what Nat did to a porn star uh, in a minute. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, we haven't got time to deal uh, with it. So. Um, Thanks for coming. Thank you for coming. Good luck luck with the rest of good luck with the rest of the tour. uh, Oh, I've muted something. Oh dear. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you for coming in. Good luck with the rest of the tour, and uh, have a lovely day. Thank you. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com.